You and me and BPD. Episode 13. Accountability and responsibility. I figured this would be kind of an important topic to talk about, considering that a lot of the season one of this podcast has been about explaining um, like what BPD is, how we experience it, kind of what are some of the things that we go through when living with BPD. So I figured this season would be a little bit more kind of personal um, and talk a little bit more about how how we can live in this world with BPD and what are some of the ways that we have to kind of have a little bit more awareness about ourselves because I think it's it's very easy when you have a mental illness to use that mental illness as a crutch and I don't want to be offensive or I don't want anybody to feel bad because I know I've used it myself but there seems to be this tendency when you you know announce that you're sick or you're living with some sort of illness or disorder that is long term it's kind of like you are not infantilized but you're kind of given a reason why you are that way and for a lot of us that reason with borderline personality specifically is like an aha moment you kind of get to this thing where you're like that's why i've been this way that's why i've been freaking out that's why i can't hold on to my idea of myself very often that's why i struggle to make friends or that's why you know i feel uncomfortable in social situations and it's really helpful to have something to fall back on um i think understanding how mental illness impacts your identity is a really important factor of understanding how accountability and responsibility can come into play when we are first aware that we do have a mental illness. Um, Somebody who's having emotional breakdowns every day won't necessarily be able to have a conversation about accountability or responsibility if they don't fully understand why that's happening. You know, they might be in a stressful situation and without understanding that these stressors are there and understanding that they have some sort of condition that makes them more susceptible to these stressors, then you can't really begin to talk about accountability or responsibility. So first and foremost, I think you need to have some sort of awareness and some sort of consciousness around who am I? What am I living with? And that takes a lot of self-reflection. So part of our responsibility to ourselves is to be self-reflective, to look into our lives and to say, well, why am I this way? And I feel like as people get older, they start to question that. Um, and you'll find so many you know, self-help books and therapists and all these different counselors and stuff who will try to tell you, well, you are this way because of this, you are this way because of that. But there's a certain amount of agency that needs to be included when we have these conversations with ourselves of, well, why am I this way? Somebody else can tell me it's because you were traumatized, it's because of the abuse of your parents, it's because of this and that. But if you are not aware of it yourself, and you're not really doing the inner work that it takes to get to that awareness, then you can't really start to move forward from there. 
Um, that's at least my opinion. And it's what's helped me the most. I mean, when I was in high school, I had a lot of problems with my mom and my family situation. And I still experienced a lot of the same problems I experienced today. But the difference between high school Stephanie, who was uh, erratic and forcing myself to do things that I did not feel comfortable with and constantly having breakdowns compared to now where I am, was a certain amount of awareness that, you know, I need to change for myself and I need to take responsibility for myself. I can't keep on looking to other people to change me. I need to figure out how I can do that. And that's an aspect of growing up. I mean, everybody goes through it (laughs) when we're in college and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives or we first get our job and we're trying to figure out, is this the job I want to do as a career? Like there's tons of times that we have to be responsible to ourselves, but especially when you're on your mental health journey, I think it's important to understand that it's a lot of inner work and other people can't tell you why, because then you're just relying on them. And when you have BPD, you have a hard time with attachments and abandonment and it just complicates things if you're relying on somebody else to tell you why you are the way you are. But when we start to talk about responsibility and accountability, um, I think it's important to remember that these two things are separate. So from the research I've done about this topic, um, accountability is often seen as happening after a situation. So let's say, for instance, I have a freak out because everything in my life is not going correctly. You know, I wake up, I'm in a bad mood. I have to do uh, groceries and laundry and dishes and I have to study for class and just like everything is kind of feeling overwhelming for me. Accountability can come after I've had a freak out. You know, like I cannot be held accountable for actions that have not happened yet. So if, if I feel myself starting to you know, get anxious and get stressed and I feel myself starting to come into this place where I'm not in a good headspace, that's where my responsibility is to either move myself out of that situation or come up with ways that I can make myself feel less stressed. But the accountability aspect can't come in until after I've had a freak out. And freakouts are bound to happen no matter what age you are, um, no matter <laughs> what the situation is because we are all different and we all have different understandings of a situation. So part of the accountability is realizing, oh, maybe I didn't need to respond to this situation, to this stressful day that I'm having with anger. When I was in high school, I used to slam my my doors and I used to break things. And my response when my mom would get mad or I'd be in trouble was always, well, you pushed me to do this. You did this, you did this, you did this. I had no concept of my own accountability because we have to be held accountable for our actions, right? Like we, we don't want to become the people who perpetrated abuse or neglect or emotional abuse on us. We don't want to be those people because when we're not held accountable, right? Or when we're not held responsible, And especially when you can see that you've hurt the person that you love or you've hurt people that you care about, you get these feelings of of blaming yourself or blaming the other person, or you get this feeling of entitlement, like, 
well, you know that I'm this way, so you should have done this, and, and it turns into a battle. And I don't think any of us want to live in a world where we're constantly battling those around us. Sometimes it's going to be hard, and that's where you're kind of responsible. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are you know, not treating you very well, then on the one hand, you need to be able to recognize that you're not being treated the way that you should be. And you have to hold them accountable as well. And after the situation, when a situation is going bad, be like, look, you hurt me. And sometimes people don't want to take that accountability. And at that moment, it's our responsibility to ourselves, to our self-perseverance of saying, okay, if you don't want to take accountability for what you are doing to me, and that is hurting me, then I am going to be responsible for myself and I am not going to accept your actions and not accept your blame and I'm going to see myself out. And we have a certain amount of agency in situations. It's completely different if you, you know, you're living with your family and you really have no choice but to continue living with your family, which unfortunately this pandemic has kind of forced a lot of us to be in those situations. And it can be even harder then to be responsible or to be held accountable. Um, because sometimes you have people who want to rag on you and who want to tell you that it's all your fault and that you're causing all the problems. And at that point, you have to be responsible for yourself. You can't, you can't look at what the other person's doing and you can't change them. I think the number one thing that I've learned is I cannot change the people around me. I can only change myself. I can only hold myself accountable. I can only hold myself responsible for my actions. And that might mean that sometimes I'm in situations where I really don't want to be there, but I have to be. And in those situations, what am I doing to hold myself responsible? What am I doing to make sure that I can take care of myself? Because it's hard, you know, it's hard being in relationships with other people, whether it's a friendship or it's a family relationship or it's your partner or your children even. But when we start to learn about accountability and responsibility, we gain a certain amount of understanding that we do have some control in our lives. And when we start to explore what that means, we can get to a point where we have more trust in ourselves in making the correct situation, the correct, um, not situation, the correct decision when it comes to a situation. So for instance, um, a lot of people with BPD struggle with impulsivity and for some people that includes drugs or alcohol for other people it includes self-harm or whatever else it might be for me a lot of what I was dealing with was a shopping addiction which was whenever I felt bad whenever things were going wrong whenever I felt like I was out of control I would shop and it got so bad that I was getting like I don't know, like a package every other day and I was shopping and I was spending so much money, but I wasn't holding myself accountable. I wasn't holding myself responsible at all. I was like, oh, well, I am overwhelmed. And because I'm overwhelmed, I do this. And that in itself is placing blame on me feeling overwhelmed. But really I had the decision to go on my phone, to open up the tab of whatever place I'm gonna shop from. And it took me being reflective 
about what was leading to all of these situations where I was spending all of my money on clothes and things I didn't need for me to be able to see that I was part of the problem. And it's really hard. There's there's whole conversations about what does it mean to be part of the problem? Because I think there are some situations where it's just completely out of our control. And especially when you live with borderline personality, um, you're more likely to be in uh, abusive relationships. You're more likely to feel like a bad person because of something that happened to you. Um, You're more likely to have a fear of abandonment and struggle with making the correct decision. And when you live in this kind of world where you're always on the edge and you're trying to figure out what it means to hold yourself accountable, sometimes that accountability aspect can be triggering for you. And it can be really hard to learn about when am I accountable and when am I not? Um, But it's important that we start to ask these questions. And it's important that we realize that a lot of us have been through a lot of traumatic situations and we don't want that for other people. I think the thing that is often missed with borderline personality uh, disorder patients is that we have so much empathy because we've been through so much. So many of us don't want to see trauma repeated. We don't want to see abuse repeated. We will stand up for others. But when it comes to ourselves, we have a really hard time, you know, self-reflecting on that and thinking about how we can potentially be part of the problem. If you're drinking a lot and you know that when you're drinking, you end up having a lot more emotional outbursts, right? You are putting yourself in that situation and it's not, it's not a fun feeling. And so when the blame comes afterwards and you see people that you've hurt and you say, well, I can't control this, maybe you can't, maybe you have an addiction and maybe you need help for that. Or maybe you are allowing yourself to be put inside this world where you, you feel like you can't control it because you don't want to because you don't know what it would be like to stop drinking. You don't know what it would be like to not live with this kind of thing that's helped you during really hard times. I think it's hard to have such situ- like conversations like this because a lot of people are afraid of admitting that they are part of the problem. But when we look at cause and effect and we look at accountability, the number one thing that we need to do is admit that we are sometimes part of the problem. There's different conversations when it comes to abuse and I'm not even gonna really go into that because abuse is abuse and if you're being abused or you're in an abusive relationship, it's not your fault. Like I'm not gonna say that it's your fault. Um, but you, there's, there's a certain aspect that people people will kind of jump to saying something's abusive in order to negate the 
responsibility that they had in situations. And I don't know if it's making sense to people, but for instance, I used to drink a lot, right? And I would drink and I would get drunk and I hated the feeling of getting drunk and I hated the after effects and I hated waking up the next morning knowing that I had like gone on a rant on my like ex-boyfriend and I had been like such a shitty person and I hated that feeling but I felt like it was completely out of my control and it wasn't until I started learning about responsibility and accountability not to anyone else but to myself when I started to say do I want to be this person do I want to be a person who drinks every weekend who freaks out who screams and runs around the street and is just like acting all manic because that's what would happen when I would drink. When I realized that I didn't want to be that person, I started thinking, well, how can I make myself responsible? And so the people I hang out with, I am hardly ever in places where people are drinking because I don't like it and I don't like being around people who are drinking and I don't want to do that. And that is part of me holding myself responsible because I go, I don't want to do that. And that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to hold yourself responsible and have agency and say, no, I'm not going to be a part of this conversation. If you know that something is triggering to you, and of course it comes with being self-reflective and learning about where you come from and what in your life is, you know, a stressor for you. If you know what that is and you're able to kind of realize it when a conversation is going into territory that does not feel comfortable for you, it is your responsibility to speak up. And if you cannot speak up, right, then you might want to come up with other ways that you can keep yourself calm, whether that means deep deep breaths and breathing you know, really intensely and really um, consciously and making sure that you're not letting yourself get super stressed out, whether that means bringing it up afterwards and addressing it and saying, you know, what you were saying was not comfortable to me and I don't want to have that type of conversation. I've seen a lot of people talk about how it took them a while, but they will stop a conversation halfway through and be like, I cannot have this type of conversation because it affects me and it triggers something in me. And sometimes, right, sometimes people will be defensive and they'll say, well, it's always about you. Like you always want to talk about yourself and you can't control other people. You can't control how they're going to you know, how they're going to react to what you're saying. Um, And a lot of our parents, unfortunately, are like this. You try to say, well, I don't really want to have this conversation, or I'm just trying to tell you what I'm feeling. And it becomes uh, back and forth, and it becomes, like, defensive, and it's a fight. And you're just like, you know what, I don't – emotionally, I'm not capable of having this conversation, and I don't want to have this conversation. And that is perfectly fine. Because that is a responsibility you have to yourself to keep yourself safe, to make sure that you are not, you know, doing something that you regret. And if you do end up having a freak out, which happens to all of us, trust me, it happened to me like literally a week ago. If you do have a freak out, that's where the accountability part comes in. How are you holding yourself accountable? 
Are you admitting? Look, I had a freak out. I am taking responsibility for that. I am sorry for screaming at you. I am sorry for swearing at you. I am sorry for hurting you. And once you apologize, and apologizing is one of the main things with accountability, once you apologize, then you can start to potentially have the conversation, depending on the other person's reaction, around this is why this happened. And understanding why something happened is a part of accountability. It's a part of holding ourselves responsible for our actions. Because yes, we have a personality disorder. And yes, that means that we will have emotional ups and downs. And yes, that means that we might disassociate in the middle of a conversation and lose track of what we're trying to say and have emotional reactions to things that other people might not understand. And that is all perfectly valid because that is part of our diagnosis. And that is part of us acknowledging that we live with this diagnosis. But that cannot hold us back from realizing when we are hurting others because then we just put others in the same position of feeling incapable or feeling being able to actually talk about it the main thing that we can do in our lives is just talk and be open with people that love you and are willing to listen if someone's not willing to listen literally just be like no no no, no, no. i don't have the time for this I don't have the time for this conversation. I don't want to engage in this conversation. And that's a really big way that I hold myself account, like accountable and responsible is just to be like, I don't want to. And if somebody's pushing and pushing and pushing and I freak out, then I go, I'm sorry I freaked out. I made you aware. And you just recount what happened. Because often when you start to hold yourself accountable and responsible, There are going to be times where you look around and you go, this other person's not doing it. And that's kind of one of the hardest things is when you look around you and maybe you've spent a good couple of months really digging deep into why you are the way you are and how you can hold yourself accountable. You might even have a friend that you go to to say, hey, when I'm really, you know, not holding myself accountable, can you help me? Um, there's a couple of apps out there that do that, which is really cool. They'll pair you up with someone. There's accountability partners, stuff like that. But when we, when we meet with somebody who's not holding themselves accountable, it can create even more of an issue for us because it's like, well, we're putting in all this work and you aren't doing anything, but we have self-responsibility. They're responsible for their actions. They're responsible for how they interact with us. And we are responsible for how we respond or how we are in relation to them. And sometimes you realize that those people that you have to be engaged with or that you have to work with just are not understanding you and are not getting it. And that's perfectly valid for them if that's how they want to live with their life. And it's perfectly valid for you to put up walls and to say, I am blocking myself off from having conversations with this person or to even stop being friends with people. Um, I know a lot of us stay in friendships because we just want friends. We want people to care about us and we're afraid that, you know, if we stop being friends with them, then we'll be completely alone. But honestly, the best type of friends you can have are people who will hold you accountable. People who will understand that, yes, you have freakouts, 
And that does not mean that you are a bad person. It does not mean that you're broken, but it does mean that they might need to have more patience with you. And if you're clear about that from the get-go, from when you're starting to get to know someone, whether it's, you know, a new friend or a partner or somebody that you're dating, I think the first thing that you need to do is, is be responsible and say, yeah, this is what I live with and try to explain and try to get them to understand as simply as they can and then say, and this is how I hold myself accountable. Um, it's really important as we, as we get older, as we start to go out into the world and we start to really form our relationships with others, that we understand how to make these things work in a world where mental illness is such a big part of our lives. Because it, it's a big part of mine. And unfortunately, a lot of us were not taught as children how to be emotionally competent human beings. Um, I'm in an ECE course right now, and we're learning all about development. And one of our first questions for one of our classes was, how do you think that your upbringing affected your emotional development? And I was very honest with my professor, and I was like, it, it didn't support me. And I have been honest with my mom, and I've had many conversations with her about the issues that I had when I was growing up. But I have always kind of tried to position it in the sense of, this is me looking back. This is me having accountability for the actions I did before. Because that's what accountability is. It's not taking the blame. It's not you know, admitting that you're the wrong person every single time. But when you know that you're in the wrong and there's something inside of you that says, I hurt that person and I feel bad about it. Sometimes our tendency is just to give in to that sadness and to feel like a horrible human being. And so we walk around with feelings of guilt and blame on ourselves because we don't know how to make things better. And sometimes the, the easiest way to try to hold yourself accountable is just to be like, I'm so sorry. Get used to saying I'm sorry <laughs> because it's, it's an important aspect. And unfortunately, there's so many people out there who will tell you like, oh, it's because of your BPD. They'll make it seem like, you know, you can't possibly be held accountable for your actions. And it kind of, as I was saying at the beginning, it becomes a crutch that people use of, well, you can't be mad at me because I have BPD. You can't be mad at me because of this. And I know I've said that before. Um, and sometimes people will get mad at you and you just have to remind them like, hey, I have BPD and I am holding myself accountable. And that needs to be enough for you because you can't change everyone and you can't fix everyone and no one should try to fix you or change you. But you do need to have this aspect of this is what I live with and I am responsible for taking care of myself, for making sure that my needs are met and for understanding that, you know, sometimes I might not be having a good day and that's perfectly fine. And you, you are capable of doing that. Um, I think we often forget how capable we are, especially as we leave childhood and we come into, you know, all of the emotional turmoil that adolescents and teenage years bring. 
But as children, they believe they're capable of everything. And most children will say sorry, and they know how to say sorry, and they know how to apologize. And unfortunately, we're taught a lot of the time that we are the blame, that we are the people who made these things happen. And that's not true. Your trauma, the amount of things that go wrong in your life, the abuse that you might have been through is not your fault. And when you start to be self-reflective and you start to realize that it's not your fault and you're carrying around this kind of idea of victimization over something that really was not your fault at all, that's when you can start to feel like, okay, what is my fault? How can I hold myself accountable? How can I begin to understand and unwrap these emotions that I have inside of me? Um, It's hard. And I think it's a topic that we're going to keep on talking about. Um, I want to do a part two of this with uh, my husband because most often when you look at BPD, it's a lot of relationship-based and how do relationships form and, and how does borderline personality function in a relationship. But I thought it would be good to address personal responsibility and personal accountability because these two things are so 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 important to healing and learning and feeling more competent in our capabilities because we're capable of a whole lot no matter what anybody has told you you are capable of so much but we need to be self-reflective and we need to be able to realize that Sometimes we need to apologize. Sometimes we need to hold ourselves accountable to other people. And sometimes we need to take responsibility for ourselves, even if it's hard. As always, (laughs) reach out to me on Instagram if you want to talk about anything. Um, I know this might be a, a more complicated topic to talk about so I'm sure that we will have many more conversations about it if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for next episodes please shoot them my way I'm always willing to talk um and yeah I'll see you in the next episode bye